Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Why don't we do this? I just got off the phone with uh, two Democratic senators. Let's make Russia state-sponsored terrorism under U.S. law. Let's make them pay a price for killing Navalny. It would allow the Navalny family to go to U.S. court and sue Putin's Russia for killing of their loved one. So I liked what Lindsey Graham had to say on, I believe it was Face the Nation yesterday, about uh, Russia and the declaring them a state sponsor of terror. I mean, of course they are. They have been for years. I'm surprised we haven't. And, and he talked about uh, that deceased gentleman being the bravest man he ever met. I just thought it was interesting that he doesn't know how to say his name. Navalny. Navalny's the bravest man I ever met. Navalny's a hero to everyone. Okay. Yeah. Are you watching any of the news reports where they call him Navalny? <laughs> well, he's been well known now yeah. for well, a couple yeah. of decades. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I rewatched the 60 Minutes pieces on Navalny with my kids over the weekend and was re-amazed by them. His original rise to fame running against Putin when they kind of almost had elections. Still not free and fair, but a lot closer to it than what they have now. This goes back to 2012, I guess. And uh, and then well, and yeah, then they had then. they had elections that were fixed enough to look reasonable, but Putin always won. And then Navalny's movement got so much electricity to it, all of a sudden it was going to overwhelm the the thumb on the scale system that they had. So they had to press really hard with that thumb. Yeah, and then watched some of the Oscar-winning documentary Navalny, which he at the very beginning we should grab the sound from it. The opening of it is the director asking him, what message do you want to have for people if you die? And he says, well, come on. If I die, if I die, you can make a do- documentary part two. Let's focus on the things I'm trying to do here. And if I die, mm-hmm. uh, and he's dead now. 
Um, there was some reporting last night that he had bruises on his body, and I immediately thought, oh, geez, did they beat him before he went out and had a heart attack? But I guess there are bruises, they think, consistent with trying to resuscitate a person. Um, somebody made the point over the weekend on one of the talk shows that even if he did die of a heart attack and they did try to resuscitate him and he died, it's still on Putin. I mean, you poisoned him, you starved him, you threw acid in his face, you put him in a prison, you didn't feed him. If he has a heart attack because of that, you don't just get to chalk it up to, uh, you know, uh, Mother Nature. Well, I, I congratulate that person on the talk show for repeating what I said word for word last week. That's been my position from the beginning. Being obsessed with the particulars of how he died is completely irrelevant. A, all that stuff you said. B, the point of sentencing somebody to an Arctic labor camp is that they die of it. I'd Sooner for- or later of something. I'd forgotten he almost went blind in one eye when he had acid thrown in his face. And he had wore an eye patch for a long time. That's right. Yeah, I remember that. That was gruesome. Holy cow. Now his wife is uh, says she's going to pick up the banner and fight just as hard against... Oh, it's, it's almost... Uh, confusing as to why Putin never went after his wife and kids, Navalny's wife and kids. Wow, is that beyond the pale even for Russians? Boy, it doesn't seem like... She was always not political. In fact, this is quite the change for her to come out and make the statement that she did. It was a rallying cry. It doesn't seem like there's anything beyond the pale for Putin. So, uh, I wonder why. But I didn't know this. Navalny's brother's been in prison forever, for a very long time. He got thrown in jail the same time Navalny the first time did, like or, or mid, like 2011, something like that, on some BS business charge, and has been in prison ever since, his brother. Hmm. Wow. So, he went after, you know, his, his brother, who he's very close to, to try to shut him up, and that didn't work. Observing modern dictatorships operate is really, uh, really a hell of a deal. Those of us who heard of the totalitarian regimes of old, or it was always a little tough to see behind the the Iron Curtain. Um, But now it's so open, it's so easily seen and scrutinized and analyzed, whether it's China or Russia or Iran. Uh, Iran's a little tougher, but... um, it's something to see the mechanisms of it at work. So, uh, since we're on this topic, Nikki... Oh, in fact, I'm sorry. I knew there was something. Um, one aspect of the, the fabulous Moscow train station that Tucker was ranting about, for instance, Tucker Carlson, of course, it was designed, uh, engineered, and built by Brits who were then arrested and jailed and thrown out of the country. But um, one of the reasons there's no crime on it compared to American subways is the facial recognition uh, cameras everywhere uh, that are used to track citizens and squash any dissent. They're also pretty effective at eliminating crime. So if that's your idea of a utopia, have at it, friends. Um, Nikki Haley was making a big deal out of the fact that Trump hasn't said anything about the death of Navalny. My guess would be 10% of voters are into the whole Navalny story and would even know what he was talking about. Maybe a little more, but not much. The idea that Nikki Haley's going to come up with anything that peels off a significant chunk of Trump voters who say, you know, she makes a good point. He's not that good a guy. Or that he wasn't that smart a prisoner. I don't like his policies that much. The <laughs> idea that that's going to happen at this point, please, please, stop. Right. Waste, don't waste my time. But the polling in Russia, Ian Bremmer tweeted this out over the weekend, the polling in Russia 
only 10% of people supported Navalny, 50% didn't, and the rest had never heard of him. My question, and the next time we have Ian Bremmer on, I would like to ask him, I don't understand polling in countries like Russia or China or those kind of places. Iran, whenever I hear polling out of these places, why does it get quoted at all? So I am just a regular person in Russia, and I'm going to go ahead and tell a pollster, yeah, I'm a big supporter of Navalny. Love him. Hope he wins. What? The idea that the phone rings and somebody asks, do you support the opposition? Oh, yes, I do. It's absurd on its face. That's what I think, but it gets quoted by people, like smart people. I must be missing something. It's a load of crap. You're not missing anything. Okay. The amount of garbage that gets thrown around. Too much garbage, says Uh, Joe Getty. Tire my ass out. And on this, the holiest of days, President's Day. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) The president is like our God. We should worship him and ask him to solve all our problems. Pray to the president. If there are potholes in your town, pray to the mighty president. True international That his goodness would rain down upon your little town, please. And fix your potholes. Uh, Speaking of crime, I thought this headline was interesting. Kansas City mayor accuses governor of racial dog whistle for calling the Super Bowl parade shooters thugs. Mm. The uh, governor, Mike uh, Parson, had used that uh, that term, and the Kansas City mayor, Quentin Lucas, said he was using a dog whistle. Quote, I have respect for the governor. We get along well. I disagree strongly with how he described that situation. I certainly do not think this was criminal activity. It was lawlessness. I think that's troubling. But thugs is a dog whistle in the most classic sense. I've seen this dog whistle time and time again. There's this kind of giant conservative theory on social media now that the reason these mugshots haven't been shown is because the purported defendants are black. And if it were a white defendant, it would have been shown. That's absolutely preposterous. These are protections for juveniles. Well, I will tell you this. If they had any social media presence, that would be all over the news if they were white and absolutely not all over the news if they were black. That's not an official governmental thing. So as far as the what the mayor said, sure, yeah, you guys aren't supposed to post anything about juveniles, really. But if the idea of uh, a thug is a uh, a dog whistle, you know, I looked at a variety of dictionaries, all of which agreed a violent, aggressive person, especially one who is a criminal. Interesting. National Review had the headline on the peculiar coverage of the Kansas City shooting. Specifically getting into any talk talk about gun laws. The characteristic of this incident as being reflective of weak gun laws is ridiculous. Per NPR, city officials in Kansas City have their hands tied by the state of Missouri when it comes to passing meaningful gun, meaningful gun safety laws. But even if that were true, what could possibly have to do with this crime? Every single thing that happened was already illegal in Kansas City. It's illegal for juveniles to possess handguns. It's illegal for them to carry those handguns. It's illegal for them to shoot at each other in a public place. What law relates to this exactly? How would you pass a new law that's going to make any difference with that? There are, by the way, more than a half of billion privately owned firearms in the United States. So unless you're going to collect them all, we've got plenty of laws that say you can't bring one to that parade and start shooting at random people, and you're not supposed to have one at all if you're juvenile. And I can hear the conversation in my head. So having presented that to our our friends on the left, who you know they 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 want fewer people to die. 
it's not a bad impulse. I get that. But you say to them, all right, these kids violated no, no less than half a dozen laws already. How are more laws on the books going to affect this? They'd say, well, I don't know, but we have to do something. Okay, great. Now, if you'll excuse us, the adults are trying to solve these very, very difficult problems. Hey, before we get to the new academic list of the best presidents, who's the best on President's Day? Who's number one in your mind? Either Washington or Lincoln. Well, pick one. Joe Getty flip-flops on who's the number one president. I, I don't think I flip-flopped. I think I dithered. <laughs> <laughs> that is a tough one because uh, the new Ugh. list the new list has Lincoln on top, I think. And uh, it's funny. Anytime I see Lincoln on top, I think Washington clearly. With, with, I mean, without him, we. and if I see Washington on top, I think, hold on a second. Lincoln held the country together. <laughs> right. But yeah, but right. It's, either, it's either one of those two, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, you know me, uh, speaking of quibbling, I, I, I just the idea of, of choosing one guitarist is the greatest of all time just seems idiotic to me. What's the point? The difference being, I think, with those two, I don't know if this is true of any other president. It wouldn't have worked if we'd have had anybody else in that position, practically anybody else. Or it's hard to imagine that we'd have gotten lucky enough to have somebody else. Then well, Washington, you mean? Well, with Lincoln, you'd have had to get lucky enough to have somebody who could have handled that situation. With Washington, they all knew that's how he ended up president. This is the only guy that can hold this thing together, and we all know it. Right, right. He, in, well, do we have time for this? No, not really. He invented the very idea of the presidency, the very idea of executives who willingly give up power at the end of a term. And he is the only one that had enough respect from all the different players to do a whole bunch of different things. Lincoln, we got freaking lucky, man. I've got some great stuff on both of those gents for this hour or next hour. Um, off the top of your inspiring, head, inspiring. Yeah, off the top of your head, do you think there's any other president? If if not for them, we would have been maybe doomed. Them being in the presidency at the time, thinking, scanning, considering. Uh, you could make the argument. Uh, no, for, not really. You could make the argument for FDR. Um, I hate all the New Deal stuff as much as anybody, and I'm willing to uh, buy into those arguments and blah blah blah. But man, his. His demeanor and everything during that period, uh, the war particularly, was uh, was unique. Not everybody could have done that. I don't know if he's the only person, but not everybody could. Yeah, the left worships him mostly because he vastly grew the power and scope of the federal government, which prejudices me against him, of course. Yeah, very, very skillful in a lot of ways, very savvy. But no, he is not that indispensable man. But I think most presidents, you pick somebody else to put in there and you've been eh, roughly the same result, right? The guy they ran against, the second in command of the party, right. some anonymous governor from Indiana. <laughs> right, which is the way it should be, by the way. For better or worse. We can't, yeah. we, can't, we can't hang the hopes of all Americans on getting just the one right person to be president. That's a silly way to run a country. Right. We got a lot, more on, to that. We got a lot more on the way. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... 
actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, the Washington Post over the weekend going with the headline, Is Polly Amory the Future of American Society? Wow. We'll talk I don't about- know. Maybe I'll call ancient Rome and ask. We'll talk about that later. So, I thought this was amusing. A uh, very brief explanation. We use a certain uh, giant tech conglomerate to manage documents and that sort of thing. And I was uh, searching for today's audio sheet uh, early in the morning as we were getting ready to go. And uh, up popped today's date from 2024. But for some reason, next was today's date, 2019. Exactly five years ago today. So I thought, oh, that's fun. Let me uh, let me see what uh, the prep sheet was for five, five years, years ago. ago. Five years ago today was 2019? Wow, It was, the math, Jack. The math checks out on that, right? That's right. Anyway, uh, so and the sheet is totally laid out differently. This was early in the days of our current team, which is fantastic. Um, uh, Bernie 2020, Trump and Schultz. George Schultz, was there some controversy involving, uh, did he say something mean? Mm. I don't know. 16 states sue over the emergency order. Javier Becerra calls it cut and dried. Punk. Kamala Harris on Jesse Smollett. That was five years ago? Wow. 
So, Hidden health dangers surrounding your toaster. <laughs> Five what? years ago, it was pre-COVID. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. 2019, Trump was running for re-election. Uh, Trump in Miami, something about Venezuela, emergency orders, uh, or demonstra- Maxine Waters, Roger Stone apologizes over photo of judge with crosshairs. Amy Klobuchar said, no free four-year college. I'm not a magic, magic genie. Mm, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, so she was uh, running against Biden at right, that point. Right, right, and, and, and uh, nobody thought Biden could get the nomination. And how, uh, Democrats, you picked Joe Biden, really? He won. Oakland I mean, Diocese and institutions. That's a good point. Oakland Diocese announces 45 priests accused of abuse. Uh, that story, unfortunately, I think you could do any month, any year, practically. And the passing of Karl Lagerfeld. But anyway, I thought this was interesting. Looking at all the story links we had, uh, Sanders announces 2020 run. Trump a liar, a racist who is sexist, and who is a xenophobe. Uh, Trump tweets bathroom-themed swipe at Andrew McCabe and leaking James Comey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Former Bush ethics attorney says Trump, not mentally well, should be removed under 25th Amendment. Really? This one is interesting uh, for a reason I'll point out in a second. Elizabeth Warren to unveil universal child care plan paid by wealth tax. Right. The whole wealth tax. You have excess savings. We're going to tax your unrealized gains. They're still working on that. In fact, the headline, I think it was in the Wall Street Journal, is the never-ending effort to get a wealth tax. And Vermont is one of 10 states taking a serious look at, hey, your house went up in value by $100,000. We want $10,000 as a percentage of that now. Wow, interesting. God, if that ever gets going, you talk about a uh, camel's nose under the tent. Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So Trump on Friday gets hit with a half million dollar judgment and or a half billion dollar judgment. And then the next day is selling gold sneakers at $400 a pair. At SneakerCon or something like that? Uh, somebody texted this. Expect Biden to release sensible shoes with Velcro, Velcro straps and non-slip treads. Probably. Pity the fool who has to tie his shoes. <laughs> with a B on the tongue or something? <laughs> wow, that's something. I was going to hit you with some presidential uh, trivia. We have a bit of a computer issue going on, so there won't be any theme music. But this is, uh, it blows everybody away who hears this for the first time. Oh, there we go. All is well. Fabulous. John Adams and Thomas Jefferson both died on the 50th anniversary of the Declaration of Independence signing in 1826. Not knowing that Thomas Jefferson had passed, John Adams said Jefferson survives when he whispered his last words. So inaccurate till the end, John Adams wrong. Wrong on the facts, wrong on the policies. It is stunning. That two of the biggest founding fathers, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson, are second and third presidents, mm-hmm. died on the 4th of July, both of them, on the anniversary, 50th anniversary of the... I mean, it's just stunning that that happened. Oh, yeah. If it was written in a script, you'd think this movie is stupid. Yeah, it's just dumb. <laughs> that could never happen. Uh, it's also worth noting that they were absolutely bitter bitter rivals for a very long time, but in later in life became very, very close friends, and their letters to each other are quite interesting. Right. As often happens with ex-presidents. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, speaking of presidents... Or was uh, it murder? <laughs> what? What was the point? It's 50 years had gone by. Uh, so there's a new ranking of the presidents, according to the Presidential Greatness Project, which I'm sure would chap my hiney uh, good and hard. It's a bunch of different scholars and historians and university, this, that, and the other, um, who, who are asked to uh, rate the presidents on a bunch of different criteria. Um. And and it's always embarrassingly weighted toward uh, recent presidents and nakedly partisan. I've always felt like once you get past, like, the top three, it's just a mishmash of, all right, whatever. Don't you think? I think your bottom ten are pretty interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I never know enough about any of these people to have a judgment. I mean, so if I look at the bottom ten... Uh, I can't give you a lot on James Buchanan. 
Oh, I can. Well, good for you. But I uh, can't give you a lot on Franklin Pierce. So, whatever. Pierce, I'm a little uh, fuzzy on. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Buchanan did a miserable job in managing the tensions that were rising leading toward the Civil War. Although... And, and he was just, he was a, a, a not a good person and not honest in the rest of it, but um, it, it was also a problem that was not going to be solved without bloodshed, most probably. But uh, let me, I'm going to hit you with the editorial list before we just go down the list, kind of some of what's been written about it. This happens to be from Fox News. Uh, Lincoln topped the list of presidents in the 2024 Presidential Greatness Project uh, for the third time. According to the release, which touts itself as, quote, the foremost organization of social science experts in presidential politics, the 154 respondents uh, included, well, I kind of described them already. Uh, Respondents asked to rank the presidents on a scale of 1 to 100, with 0 being a failure, 50 being average, 100 being great, rounding out the top five after the man from Illinois. I think it's interesting that, so, yeah, yeah, 100 being, I guess, the perfect president. Lincoln averages out at a 93.87, so there's still six points of headroom above Lincoln. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, mistakes were made, lies were told. Um, So rounding out the top five, FDR above George Washington. Well, this poll is dead to me already. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's a bunch of freaking lefties who want the government to be all-powerful and redistribute income and, and, and control everybody's lives. because as so, And this has been the progressive mentality for many, many moons. Read Tim Sandifer's fabulous uh, Sirens of, uh, of the, 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 the Coming Apocalypse. What, what's it called? Uh, that, 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 that. Uh, Freedom's Fury, I thought it was called. Is Freedom's that Furies. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Furies. It's about three great American women in the first half of the 20th century who were crusaders for freedom. But the progressive idea of we're going to get a bunch of experts and then mold the economy and the society according to the dictates of these experts. And we will bring about a utopia. And of course, it's a nightmare every time you try it. Ask a Chinese citizen. But anyway, uh, so that's why they they worship FDR, because he, he grew the power of the federal government by many multiples. And he never gets knocked for deciding to stay in office till he died. Yeah, he became a king. Including running when he was in horrible health. He still was the only man that could be president of the United States, even though everybody knew he was dying. And these historians love him for it, which tells you uh, all you need to know about the people making this list. Anyway, so George Washington gets uh, demoted to number three. Teddy Roosevelt at four, TJ Thomas Jefferson at number five. Trump ranked dead last in the survey. I guess it was, you know, presiding over an era where very few evildoers were willing to uh, to jump ugly because they were afraid of what he might do. Uh, he reformed NATO. He closed the border to a significant degree. All of that stuff was awful, and he has been uh, beaten down by well, these esteemed historians. I shouldn't, but I can't stop myself. Uh-oh. Do it. Do Him it. watching January 6th and doing nothing while that happened, it's the worst thing any president has ever done. I believe that the day after, and I still believe it today. Would it's I vote certainly for, in the trash bin of history. Would I vote yes. for him over Biden today? Yes, I would. <laughs> so I'm just like uh, Attorney General Barr on that. He gave a speech over the weekend where he said the same thing. Uh, basically. 
Basically sure. said exactly the same thing I just said. But would I you choose let, him over Biden? Yes, I would. You let the woke progressive uh, prescription for America get uh, implemented, we are screwed. Trump, loose cannon. Uh, respondents tracked by their political affiliation ideology, uh, which the release argues did not tend to make a major difference in overall uh, ratings, blah, blah, blah. Although there were definite outliers with recent presidents, uh, Reagan, Bush, and Trump were more likely to be ranked higher by conservatives or Republicans, with Reagan being ranked an average of fifth by Republican uh, respondents. Among Democrats, Reagan was 18th. Still a pretty reasonable uh, yeah, that's, position. That's Given our polarized times, the fact that Democrats rank Reagan so high is kind of interesting. Well, really, all you need to know about this poll is that Biden is ahead of Reagan, which is so you academics, you 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 put Biden ahead of Reagan, even though Biden is currently losing to Donald Trump in the polls and has the lowest approval rating at this point of any president since Eisenhower. But you still rank him ahead of Reagan. You think that's going to turn around somehow throughout history? I mean, what is your thinking there? Well, the people are stupid. The people don't know what they're talking about. You think I have a superior attitude. Hang out with some (laughs) university professors who never have to answer to the free market. They have tenure. They can say anything. They can do anything. They live in a fantasy land. Uh, Anyway, uh, Trump was rated 41st among Republicans and 45th among Democrats. Noticeable partisan divide on uh, Barack Obama as well, who was uh, sixth all time among Democrats. Why why is Barack Obama? Steel man the argument for me best you can of why Barack Obama would be the sixth best president of all time. Okay, I'm supposed to steel man it, which means don't be sarcastic and conservative. Uh, Be a a, pretend to be a Democrat. Uh, He provided uh, federal health care for the downtrodden of America through the Affordable Care Act, bringing millions of people out of the threat of uh, untreated infections, uh, among other things. He grew the justice state. What, what do they call like the welfare state? He grew the social safety net by leaps and bounds, protecting vulnerable Americans. Yeah, I think the only argument you could make would be the Obamacare thing, and if you think that was important enough. But, man, sixth all-time best president, Barack Obama. He drew red lines that Vladimir Putin used to play hopscotch. Right. Um, Racial relations at the end of his presidency were worse than when he went in. I don't oh, know that far I, worse. I don't know that I blame him for that, but you certainly can't make the claim that as our first black president it healed something or other. Let's see. Uh, I will tell you this. The uh, Republican-leaning historians who are probably influenced. See, you've got a picture of college campus, though, if you haven't spent much time around one or in academia. The conservatives are moderates. The liberals are communists. Everything's like shifted three shades to the left. Uh, but uh, what's the, the, the Clinton was ranked higher by the Republicans than the Democrats. Tenth and twelfth. So it's close. But I thought that was interesting and probably reflects the fact that Clinton was a solid moderate mm. by modern standards, certainly. Um, and, and the progressive Democrats hate him for that. Your arse end presidents. <laughs> <laughs> Counting up from the bottom, uh, your bottom five, Trump, Buchanan. Andrew Johnson, another miserable wretch of the Civil War era, uh, Franklin Pierce, similar, and uh, and Benjamin Harrison, 
Is he the one Warren that was Harding just escaped the bottom five? Is Harrison the one that was president for a month? Harrison was well, there's, shot, there's right? Two, McKinley, or McKinley was shot. Well, there's two Harrisons. There's one at 31 and one at 41. Which one are we talking right. about? Uh, the one at 41. But the president was only the president for a month. You can't blame him for that, huh? Hey, try not to die. You suck. Well, he, wow, that's harsh. Uh, there, well, he wasn't a great president. <laughs> he didn't get a chance to be, but still. Right. We're grown-ups here. You don't get points for he wanted to live or anything like that. <laughs> it's just he's been downgraded. Sorry. All right. Uh, what was I going to make one more point? Oh, if you ever get a chance, or I could, maybe I'll read it to you later, H.L. Uh, Mencken's beautiful writing about Warren G. Harding, who was just a numbskull, but is, was legendary. He looked like a president. Yeah, I remember reading about that, and uh, what struck me was the power brokers at the time saying, look, the era of great presidents is over. From now on, it's just going to be, you know, it's a, it's a placeholder. We pick somebody to be in place, and then we all do what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, that clearly did not turn out to be the case. Yeah, it was kind of the pre, uh, pre-Depression, uh, the business of America is business, steady as she goes era. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're better off with that. I don't know. What a stupid well, I, list. I'm certainly for less concentrated power and not more. What a stupid, stupid list. It is stupid on every level. <laughs> the only I thing apologize not, for even bringing it the up. The only thing that's not stupid is like number one. Everything else after that is stupid. How about the fact that Carter's at 22 for all of the important work he did? He, um, his biggest claim to fame that he says is he was the only president that never put soldiers in harm's way or something like that, officially. Mm. Which uh, others consider a knock on him. How is how is Washington not in the top two? Because this list is uh, ridiculous. All right, enough said. <laughs> because it's ridiculous. I will was, torture your ears no more. There was one question I forgot what the answer was. Uh, who's most likely to be added to Mount Rushmore? That's not a thing. There's no discussion of adding to Mount Rushmore. It's not like an official presidential top four document or something like that it's just no it's not to you know clause 14c of the constitution and thou shalt carve into the face of a northern mountain the face <laughs> of the greatest presidents <laughs> as determined by academics um uh, you could weigh in on this and we got other stuff on the way but you could weigh on this conversation text line 415-295-kftc armstrong and getty Where are you guys from? Turkey. 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 Where are you guys from? Ecuador. Ecuador. Where are you guys from? China. 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 What city in the U.S. do you want to go to? Los Angeles. Los Angeles. L.A. Los Angeles. Okay. So uh, there's Bill Malusian on the border with California and Mexico now as Texas has cracked down so much. He's reporting that now people are crossing more in Arizona and particularly in California because it's closer to L.A. where a lot of people want to go. And as you heard there from all over the world, including China. Um, Dumbest country in history. Here's a feature I'd like to do called a libertarian outlaws free speech. Here's some free speech I want outlawed. 
any story built around social media posts acting like here, it's here. acting like it's meaningful. It's so annoying. Six months in jail for the first offense, <laughs> two years for the next one, ten years for the third. Now, one reason this bothers me, this is just because um, I'm paying attention to the Apple Vision Pro set because I I, I, I I demoed it the other day and absolutely thought it was amazing. So there was an article from this publication called The Verge came out last week. Their headline was people already returning their Apple Vision Pro sets. And it got a lot of retweeting and everything like that. Nobody read their article, the article apparently because I see it everywhere. I just saw it up on the CBS News and they quoted that article and then talked about the problems with the Apple Vision Pro set. The article itself, they say, this is just anecdotal evidence and a few people on the internet. We have no idea how many people are actually returning them or having this problem. They actually say that in their in their reporting, but everybody picked up on that story and reports it like it's just a fact. And and and, and I'm not making this about the Apple thing, just journalism in general. Any story you hear about people hate this, like this, clapped back against whatever... Man, you got to take with beyond a grain of salt. If it's five tweets, that's pretty thorough. That's a lot of basis for an article. Often it's less than that. And even when in the article they say, we're just picking a couple of people. (laughs) We don't have any idea how many this represents. Doesn't matter. Good enough for the CBS Evening News or the New York Times or wherever else it goes with. So, man, you got to be careful when you take in information. It's just because I'm busy. I don't have time to read every article. I look at headlines all the time and I'm swayed this way or that about important stuff or not important stuff based on these moronic articles where they grab one snarky tweet and uh, and make a story out of it. So that's why I wanted out one as free speech. You got my vote. Polyamory, this is almost exactly the same thing. From the Washington Post, polyamory might be the new wave of the future. And they more or less do the same thing, where they check in on a couple of people online who are doing this whole thing and act like it's going to take over. Is polyamory the future? Everyone seems to be talking about polyamory. Are they? Not not my world. (laughs) What now? (laughs) I did quite a bit of talking over the weekend and a fair amount of listening as well. And I don't recall it coming up. Not even once. But are they practicing it? Journalists have lately devoted considerable attention to the topic, including a New Yorker feature suggestively titled, How Did Polyamory Become So Popular? Is it really popular or are people only saying it? A self-fulfilling prophecy might be at work. Polyamory becomes more widespread because we think it's already widespread. Norms around sexuality have changed, blah, 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 blah. Um, And it's the idea of uh, free love and, you know, non-monogamous relationships and that sort of thing. They, uh, They give no evidence that it's actually on the increase or catching on other than a couple of tweets, really, of people that are trying it and enjoy it. Yeah, there was a book that the New York Times wrote about extensively by some gal who was a big polyamory advocate, and uh, her life sounded miserable to me. It was full of jealousy and unhappiness and heartbreak and the rest of it, but she's just a huge horn dog. Maybe you're talking um, about the book The Ethical Slut, considered a landmark in the poly community. Is it a landmark, really? Where is that landmark? Is that on some sort of map somewhere? Hmm? Armstrong and Getty.
Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 